Who gave me permission to do this? <laughs> oh my god. Sometimes we're gonna laugh and sometimes we're gonna cry. That's just the way it goes. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose, who wants to change but might feel stuck. Our title is a perfect example of why you should not judge a book by its cover. Jackie aims to help everyone, not just females. Learn to dig deep into yourself in every episode and get real with what you need as we figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes, although our wiser higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our stupid and move forward into our wise. Here is your host, Jackie Minsky. Hey guys, and welcome back to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. We are in episode 31, and it's a topic that I'm going to finally discuss, and I'm very, very surprised that I actually never discussed this yet. It is karmic contracts and why we meet some people. And this is a topic that over the years, anytime I've been in any situation in my life with any person, whether it's difficult or it's easy, I always take a few steps back. And I try to ask myself the one thing that I'm going to teach you today Am I the student or am I the teacher? In this relationship. And before I go any further, I really, really want to say this is not an everything happens for a reason type of episode. This is only about karmic relationships, relationships, people in your life, and how to reflect and learn in your relationships. I am not someone who thinks that everything happens for a reason. Because unfortunately, in this life of ours, there are tragedies and there are accidents. And how you respond to those tragedies and to those accidents says a lot about your character. But I don't think at any moment, for any second, that anyone was given pain because they deserved it. But I do believe that people come into our lives to help us along the way on this journey. So let's pretty much begin with what is a karmic contract? I love to use the term soul contract. That's just something I'm comfortable with. So in this episode, you will hear me say soul contract, not so much karmic contract. So a soul contract, and this is something I really, really believe in. And a lot of people call it karmic contracts. It's really the same thing. It's just a matter of I'm more comfortable with saying soul contract. Bear with me. (laughs) Before we're ever born, we pretty much choose our destiny. I guess you can say then we're thrown to the lion's den, which is reality. And on this journey, we are faced with many people. And once in a while, along the way, we meet someone who we're in a soul contract with. Now, many, many people have this thing with destiny where it's destiny is not set in stone. And I have my own opinion of what destiny means to me. So destiny is our highest, highest potential. Each of us has our highest potential within us. That is our destiny. What we do on this time on earth really is up to us. We may or may not fulfill our destiny. But when we meet 
the people we are in soul contracts with, they play a huge role with the next step, the next level of our life. Sometimes, and I've learned this from my experience, sometimes I may be in a situation, a friendship or a relationship with someone where I have to teach them, I have to explain to them, I have to guide them through whatever that it is they're going through. And I'll be honest, and Oprah actually said this, as I'm teaching, I'm still learning and I'm reminding myself of the lesson. So if you are someone who is a healer or a teacher, and people always say, well, don't drain your energy, don't waste your energy, don't waste your time on that person. But the truth really is, if you were not meant to guide that person or you were not meant to help that person, your soul contract would break and the universe and or God, what term you're comfortable with, would make that person fall out of your life effortlessly. And I'm a big believer in this because this has happened to me a few times where I was a teacher in someone's life and they were not understanding the lesson whatsoever. But I was reminding myself and my soul of the lesson. So that kept me going. So even if you're a teacher, you're not wasting your energy teaching someone. You're reminding yourself that this is possible, whatever it is you're teaching. So I just want you to know, if you're the teacher in any situation, continue teaching, helping, whoever it is you're helping. Because when it's time for the contract to break, believe me, they do break. And I heard this on another podcast. I have to find the name. It just, it was so long ago that I really can't remember which one it was. But when it's time and there's nothing left for you to teach, the contract breaks. And that is why in some situations, you almost get pulled away from someone's life so suddenly as where you couldn't imagine life without them because you were so invested into a person. Uh, Your soul contracts have broken. And what happens to that person is what happens to a lot of us as students. We get a different person but the same lesson over and over because most of the time as students, we're not always passing the exams that are being sent to us. Am I the teacher? Am I the student? Is always question number one. If you're not the teacher and you are the student and you meet someone who's kind of guiding you in some sense or they're giving you criticism and this has happened to me. There were times in my life where someone was giving me criticism and I didn't want to hear it because You know, we think we know it all and we still have our egos. And besides our egos, we, for the most part, want to believe we know what's best for us. But our life is based on a series of choices. And if you can't take criticism, then you're not open to making the right choices. And I say this in one of my other episodes. Your ego will block your abundance. So if you really want to make better choices and you want to be a great student, you need to open your ears, you need to open your heart, you need to open your soul and listen to what someone is telling you. They have come to tell you this for a reason. Also, be very mindful. This is also key. If there's a person in your life who's irritating you, 
They're irritating you because, and this is a fact, and I used to think this was not possible because the people that would irritate me really irritated me. And I was like, there is no way I have any similarities with this person. But the truth is, when someone's irritating you, it's because you have a little bit of whatever they have inside you. I'm not saying you would react as they would, but I'm saying if they have jealousy and they're responding with jealousy and you're noticing it and it's irritating you, it's because somewhere inside of you, jealousy still lingers. Now, what people mistake is they think that this person irritates me and you're telling me I'm like them. No, I'm not saying you're identical to, I'm not saying you would respond like, I'm saying whatever emotion, greed, jealousy, whatever it may be that is irritating you about them just means inside of you, you're capable of giving that same negative emotion to the next person. And you're noticing it because at the end of the day, people really are mirrors. Now, the most interesting part of this is I like to say, and from my experience, my family has been my greatest mirrors for sure. And this is probably why most families have the issues that they have because we're being triggered by things we haven't healed, by the people closest to us who've helped condition our programming. So, your family is your biggest, biggest, biggest mirror. So, instead of fighting, try to pay attention to what's happening and do your best to be aware of their opinion. Now, I'm not saying family's opinion is 100% correct. I'm just saying be open to the fact that it may be. There are times where I'm being told something, and yes, in that moment, the person that in my family that is telling me this is 100% correct. I may not tell them that. <laughs> I will never, given my personality, tell anyone they are right. And neither will probably any of us. But the secret is, I'm still very aware that when they say something... I still know that they're correct and I fix, I change, and I better myself and I have gratitude for the criticism. But there are moments that people do project their traits onto us. And if you feel you've 100% healed or accepted the criticism and really did the work, then you will not be triggered. And if you are not triggered by a mirror, by a person, then you are still in their life, and family's always in our life. You are still in their life to mirror or teach them about something that they need to learn. So it's always a two way street, these soul contracts. But I really want to make it very clear that yes, I think families are our biggest mirrors, and I do believe that when we are given criticism from our families, that is the most important criticism because that is the deepest, deepest type of trauma that we can possibly have because they've been with us since the beginning of our time. And that's really where you want to pay attention the most. But here's the but. Very MC Hammer of me. But the but in this is, as I've said, if you have healed, if you have done the work, if you have accepted the criticism and fixed it, then you are now their teacher. 
and they have to learn their lesson. And you have to face those situations and let them critique. If they're critiquing and you fixed it, you've done your job. Now they're projecting and you have to stand firmly in a place of peace and a place of love and just let them project and project and project until they start to soften and learn their own lessons. And this has happened to me with someone very close in my life where I'm going to say this and she might kill me. She might kill me, but I love her. (laughs) So my older sister has always been my biggest biggest role model more than she knows and um I'm getting teary-eyed you guys and she's she's always been the reason I make the decisions I make now she's not responsible for the stupid ones I've made in my life but I've always tried to think would my sister be proud would um what would my sister think And she installed into me many, many years ago for me to be independent and um, everything I'm doing now and the person I really am is really to her. But here's the MC hammer in me with the butt. She is my biggest critic and I love her even more for that because sometimes I don't want to hear what she has to say, but she is my biggest, biggest mirror in times where I need to fix something about myself. And then when I do fix it in myself, she's still critiquing me because as a big sister, she A, wants to look out for me, and B, she still doesn't know the work I've done on myself because no one really knows on the inside what's going on except each of us individually. She still critiques me, and which is fine. But at that moment, I know I've done the work and I, instead of responding with anger, as I would when I'm not open to receiving criticism, I respond with love and understanding. And actually, this has made our relationship so much stronger that now we still bicker. We're sisters. We're always going to bicker. But now we can bicker. And an hour later, we're laughing about something stupid or we act like nothing ever happened and it took us a while to get here but it's really because she was my teacher and there are times where my calmness is her teacher and this is what people need to understand in in moments of commotion you're you're bumping heads because you're there's a lesson in it for the both of you so she was my teacher and then somehow I, she will not admit this the same way I didn't admit this, but somehow I've become her teacher and she will not admit this. She will rip me if she hears this. She'll be like, you are goddamn not my teacher. But I, I know deep down my calmness, um, is definitely her teacher the same way that every dumb thing I've ever done. And she taught me how to be a better person. So family is definitely a mirror. And I shared a very personal story about my loving, delicious, I don't even know. I just love her so much. Just want to hug her. And if she hears this, she'll want to punch me in the face. But um, yes, families are our biggest teachers. And I shared that personal story. So be mindful in your own family with what's triggering you. And understand, as I've said, and I'm going to say again, 
just to close this part of the episode up. If you've done the work and you've accepted the criticism and you respond in a place of peace and love, then you have now turned into the teacher, not the student. The roles have probably changed in the contract. Now, let's get into the fun, fun, fun stuff. Romantic relationships and why do we learn so much from romantic relationships? Well, for many reasons, deep at our core, who we are is love. And because our families are our biggest mirrors to our triggers and our trauma, we often seek validation and outside relationships in our romantic relationships with strangers, and we call it love. And these are the relationships that do shape us the most because we enter them in a place of confusion. If we were more conscious, if we made better decisions, if we checked in with our patterns and we accepted criticism from the people closest to us, would we save ourselves a lot of heartbreak in these relationships that we call romance and we say it's love? And the truth is, if we fix the trauma within ourselves, within the people closest to us, we would actually save ourselves a lot of time and a lot of lessons wouldn't need to be learned if we understood them to in, in a place that's safe, which is our family. So I feel like we are given our family for a reason, as I've mentioned. And if we don't learn it in our families, within ourselves, then we step into romantic relationships and that is why there's a lot of broken people dating and there's a lot of broken people learning lessons and this happens all the time so for example if you have issues with a parent you will have the same issues with a romantic partner because you haven't healed it within your family first and that is the cycle it is the same lesson in a different person there is no such thing as a coincidence for me There is no other explanation for why, and this is a fact, why we date people who, if we look closely, are some sort of, have some sort of resemblance to trauma within the people closest to us, which is our family. And the only thing that I believe the spiritual world can really help us with is sending us the right people, the right people at the right time because we're under contract. So imagine a contract. If you've ever done any contract, you know, if I do A, this will happen. B, this will happen. So let's say you learned your lesson the first time. Person two wouldn't be sent into your life. If you don't learn the lesson the first time, you're still under contract with the next person. But here's where things are going to get good. So let's say you do all the work. You've learned as many lessons as you can because we're always going to have lessons to learn. You have soul contracts with people that are going to take you to the next level in the good ways. So if you are in a really great place, but you have to get to the next level in your career or your love life, you're going to meet regardless. You're still going to meet someone you're under contract with. And I'm going to use myself as always because it's my podcast and I have to be vulnerable with you for you guys to understand me I'm in a great place promise you probably the greatest place 
I've ever been at. Not the greatest place I'll ever be because, of course, I'm always growing and I'm always learning. But I feel I'm in a place right now where I'm going to be really honest. And this is this is a vulnerable moment, so bear with me. This is like therapy, except no one's talking back. <laughs> I'm in a place right now where I have a huge fear of relationships. Huge. I don't want a romantic relationship. I fear it. The first sign of emotion, I will run for the hills. And um, that's because I've experienced some sort of trauma with romance. And uh, as much as I have a podcast and as much as I'm a believer in everything I preach, I'm still human. And when things happen, I'm still amazed that, of course, they happen. And I definitely feel that right now I have met somebody who I'm under very much a contract with. And I don't think and I don't expect and I don't know what can happen. I just know that my fears are, are, are slowly chipping away. And it doesn't mean this is my person. It just means that in the place where I am right now, it can be my teacher. And it happens with all of us. But we have to be, we have to be very careful with the, the, the lesson and the person and, and the people we deal with to be this conscious and understand that. That is why sometimes after a really bad relationship, you get into a really great relationship and you assume it's the one it may just be someone who prepares you for the one or it may be the one but that's 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 really for time to decide and the worst thing we can do is not enjoy the journey and try to make every person every every relationship a destination a soulmate a twin flame the reason why it's so hard to find is because a lot of us are not at our highest potential and we break the contract with our soulmate. So I always say, and this is the most important thing I might ever say, hopefully not, but it's important. So listen up, okay? (laughs) For you to find your soulmate, you have to be the greatest version of yourself to find the greatest person for you. And if you don't, not only are you hurting yourself, but you are breaking the most important soul contract. And all those other little contracts or actions have reactions and every lesson takes you to the next step. And it's very important in our relationships, in our soul contracts, that we really learn our lessons to become the best version for our final, final contract. And we will only get to that place by being the best version of ourselves with these little lessons along the way. But that's exactly what they are along the way. They are just lessons preparing us for the final contract. And we'll never know who that is. That's up for time to decide. And in the meantime... We must always enjoy the process, enjoy being a teacher, 
and be open to being a student. As always, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in.